Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Perhaps the most important request to come from Ukraine President uh, Volodymyr Zelensky has been for NATO countries to establish a no-fly zone over their country. Leaders have... Re- that's what it says. I say managers, but... It's- Leaders have repeatedly refused this request, insisting that to do so would be the trigger for a third world war and potentially lead to nuclear warfare. That message has been consistently repeated to help the public comprehend why such action is not taken in the face of atrocities that are being committed with the horrific images being widely viewed across the media. Is the public making the same connections, drawing the same conclusions as our political leaders when it comes to establishing a no-fly zone? Jack Jedwab is the president of the Association for Canadian Studies. They've done the polling in Canada and the United States. He joins us. So, Jack, what are what are people saying in Canada and the United States? Are they agreeing with the politicians? Well, in effect, no, they're not uh, making the same connection as the politicians, uh, at least according to the polling when I do the correlations between the issues involving the approval or disapproval of no-fly zone and the... Uh, a relationship with the extent to which people feel that doing so will lead to uh, a third world war or uh, sort of a nuclear uh, nuclear engagement. So most Canadians uh, and Americans, for that matter, uh, will even where they feel that there's a risk of uh, a third world war, still support the idea of creating a no-fly zone. So, uh, rightly or wrongly, they're not making the connections that the leaders of NATO and our Prime Minister and the President of the United States are, are, are making for them when they say that uh, if, we, uh, if we create the no-fly zone, then it will lead inevitably to uh, escalation of the conflict to the point where it's a World War III or, and or a nuclear engagement. Yeah, for whatever it's worth, you can line me up with the people and not with the uh, leaders. What are the numbers, Jack, in Canada and the United States? What percentages? So just on the question of uh, the no-fly zone, uh, to be fair, a, a plurality of respondents uh, in Canada and the United States support the idea. That means uh, not the majority, but the largest number, percentage of people, 47% in Canada, 44% in the United States, respectively, support the idea of creating a no-fly zone, even if it means escalating the conflict, which is the uh, piece we added to that question. So it wasn't sort of a, a question strictly about the no-fly zone. We embedded in the question the idea that even it might lead to the escalation of the conflict. Uh, about 25% in each country oppose it, and the rest uh, don't know whether they support or oppose it, or, or perhaps aren't following the issues as closely. Are you surprised? We should. Um, no, I'm not surprised. I think that when people see those atrocities, it's you know a, a natural reaction to want to do the maximum we that that can be done to uh, try to prevent such things from occurring. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, without necessarily factoring in all the analysis, and and and, and it, I think it's fair to say there's a bit of a high stakes poker game in this thing uh, at, at the expense of a lot of lives, of course. Where, you know, uh, uh, Vladimir Putin is basically saying, giving the impression that he might use nuclear weapons, that uh, that it could be World War Three, and and hence, you know, uh, the leaders are sort of, if he's bluffing, which we don't know whether he is or isn't, only he knows that, uh, there's a high risk in calling that bluff, so to speak. And so uh, that's leading our political leaders, perhaps wisely, we're, we won't know, history will tell that story, to, uh, to suggest we can't, you know, create the no-fly zone. Now, when I do those correlations, uh, you know, uh, then we see that in both countries, there's that gap where people who are uh, 
feeling that Vladimir Putin may go ahead and do these things are nonetheless still uh, inclined to support the no-fly zone, whereas people who don't feel he do, would do such things are a bit less inclined to to support the no-fly zone paradoxically, which would, you know, might appear as though the logic on that is inverted relative to you know, what we're hearing from our politicians in this issue. You know, I find it interesting that uh, only a quarter of the population in both countries support the position taken by and constantly repeated by uh, by the uh, President of the United States, by the Prime Minister of Canada, by their secretaries and by their uh, their ministers and uh, by military personnel, and the majority of people, the plurality of people, mm-hmm. are saying, no, no, this is just wrong. And I think for many people, Jack, it's just like the, it's the equivalent of a bully in the schoolyard saying, I'm going to punch you in the nose. And if you back off, the bully may punch you in the nose. But if you stand up to the bully and punch him in the nose instead, or he knows you're going to punch him in the nose, Odds are he's going to back down. I think for a lot of people, maybe even subconsciously, it boils down to that kind of equation. Yeah, I suppose it does boil down to that equation for a lot of people. I think, you know, from the politician standpoint, I don't want to sort of diminish the impact of making these decisions. It's no, no, I understand. really substantial. If, you know, if you call the bluff and it's not a of bluff, course. Then, you know, uh, then history will probably look back and say that uh, that was the wrong decision. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.